BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What is up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel. Joel is here. Dennis is here. The whole gang is here. We got a lot going on. We've got all-time highs. We've got Apple. We've got Tesla. Ford. You guys see Ford today? We got the reopening trade. All of that comes out to, uh, in Dennis's words, uh, random walk theory at work. We got a lot to get to today. Craig Johnson from Piper Sandler. He's our chief um, market uh, technician. He will be on the show at 835. A lot going on. You know what to do. Smash that like. Let's get going. This is Pre-Market Prep with Joel Conan, Dennis Dick. Spencer Israel. Now we've brought on Joel. We've brought on Dennis. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How was everyone's evening? How was everyone's morning? We're all good. We're all in good moods. Markets are up, so we should all be in good moods. Yeah, market market's always up. Strong close yesterday and uh, a nice file through to the upside up. Uh, Caught a bid right right beneath the close, five handles. It would have taken a little heat. Up 13 handles at 47.99. Snuck into that 4,800 handle, 4,807.50. Uh, that's the only number on the upside because that's the only number that's there. We've never been above 4,800 during the regular session. Uh, crude, uh, that's in the green by uh, 35 cents. It's kind of consolidating here around 76, 76 and a half. Uh, gold flirting with uh, 1,800, up 80 cents at 1,800.90. Uh, silver, that's down 7 cents, 22.74. Uh, Bitcoin, I mean, it's either like a super extra low risk buy here. Uh, leaning on that 45.5 level, or we're going to take that out and work our way towards 40K. Um, Ethereum futures, they're up $138.50 uh, at 38.37.50. Uh, let's bring in Triple D here. Wow. And uh, whoo, whoo, I guess yesterday didn't go, the only thing that went to script is that the SPs made a new all time high. There, there was a lot of stuff up and a lot of stuff down. Yeah, it was actually a very mixed market yesterday, and you're trying to basically, you know, get a feel for, you know, are we going to see, you know, this January effect happen? You saw it in the pre-market very pronounced, and then they pulled the rug out from under everything, really. You know, if you look back to the S&P chart yesterday, we started getting hammered in the first, I don't know, half an hour or so. You can really see that wicked opening bar. Where we opened and they pulled the rug out, we basically lost about thirty points. In, Were you at your desk? In literally twenty minutes. Were you at your desk when that happened? 
You had to yeah. be, right? No, no, I stayed at my desk. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, you got to start going into risk management because I had some trades on. So you're working out of some stuff, you know, and I got shaken out of a couple of things. Hell, a lot of those swing trades I was talking about because a lot of them did not make new lows close to being stopped out on a few of them. Uh, ringing the register on a couple. Um, I had SE on as um, as one of the trades. Actually, it was a good sale because it's down here today with Tencent. But I had that on for the January effect, and it got the upgrade from Bank of America. But then in the opening candle, they just started hammering it, and it was crazy. So if you look, actually, it opened like a 232 right at the high tech from the Bank of America upgrade. I think fell like 15 points in 15 minutes. And I held through that whole thing. Like I had bought it at 215, I think, just a few days before. And I'm like, holy. So on the bounce, when it got to the 222, 223, um, usually that's what you know, when you see a wicked sell off like that, then you get a relief pop. Usually yep. that's where you want to sell into. And that's what I did. Lucky I did that because we've got Tencent selling share stands down another 15 bucks. But I mean, it's, you know, it was not just, you know, get up and go. There was chop, there was washouts, there was, you know, we were talking the random walk theory, which states the random walk hypothesis is that you can't predict future stock movements from past uh, past stock movements, which, you know, obviously isn't true, obviously, or none of us would be in business. But on some days, it just holds true. And I felt like it was a lot of randomness yesterday. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, and I and we had a lot of debate over this. There was a sneaky number at 945, some USA market manufacturer. I don't even, I had never heard of it before, but it came in below consensus. So I don't know if that was just like an algo raid off that number, because uh, it did happen like right at 945. But whatever the case may be, it did get down to Friday's low. And then caught a wicked bounce, but uh, that was quick. I mean, Whoa. that was, you know, that's why, uh, you know, I talked about using uh, sell stops, you know, or buy stops to initiate positions. There's no way that I would have been able to get a shirt off at, you know, the bottom of the opening range without a stop. I mean, just humanly, I just, you know, a market order. I mean, that was like a, that was really a quick drop. So it was, and it yeah. wasn't just limited. Like Microsoft, look at its opening candle. It opened up at like three thirty-seven. Microsoft dropped seven dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the first fifteen minutes. Right like, here, this that candle. was a wash. Like they washed them out. Maybe that's to go higher. Maybe washed out. Like Mitch was saying on the pre-market show. Maybe that's what it wanted. Wanted to wash out some of the day traders that were leaning long, and now now maybe we march higher, or maybe it was a sign of things to come. I don't know how this year is going to go, but I'm just going to say I think there's going to be a lot more chop, you know, and, and we saw a lot of chop in the back half of 2021. I think that continues. So I think you're buying dips and selling rips. I don't think you're coming in and saying, I'm going to buy this stock and it's going to go up 100% this year and I'm going to bank a lot of coin. I think you're coming in for smaller moves. You're making 5% here, 6% here on your swing trades. I think you're booking them. Because I don't think that 10% winner is going to turn into a 20% winner. I think a lot of your 10% winners are going to go back down to scratch. I think that's how I'm playing, at least so far this year. Um, and we'll see how it goes. All right. Let's go into... Um, well, I, I, Okay, that was a good recap of yesterday. But just I feel like we'd be, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the two big movers of the day, <laughs> which, which was Apple and Tesla. Boy, oh, um, and, and then we'll go into stuff from today. Yeah. But um, obviously, obviously, you know, in the case of Apple, it's three trillion dollars for a moment, and in the case of Tesla, it's twelve hundred dollars, which is it, it got there this. It's there right now. <laughs> it's there right now. 
impressive, man. No, no, the uh, the the Bears had no shot on that Tesla. I mean, anybody that was looking at anything except a gap and go, you got absolutely ran over yeah, and traded up in the pre market too. Pre pre market high twelve ten. That's what I'm going to give you on that one. I mean, we said it yesterday. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere, and I said, "Well, it's got room to twelve hundred." And I was thinking that in the next week or two, not in the next three <laughs> hours. So, I mean, that's unbelievable. Like, you just look at the charts, and you're know, like, when it was sitting at eleven fifty, I'm like, kind of in the middle of nowhere. I see major resistance twelve hundred, so that's where you're pulling that number from, and it hit it right on the kisser. Um, so, and then you know, obviously, it's back up over twelve hundred now. Now you talk the all time high. I mean, you're twelve forty three. It's unbelievable. In literally three weeks, we went from Tesla being you know, in a so-called bear market down more than 20% to um, making, you know, challenging new all-time highs. The stock just doesn't stop. Yeah. So that's my Tesla. Uh, all right. And Apple, Apple, I don't know if anybody knows, but it's worth $3 trillion now. I don't know if you knew that. Is it official? Well, Did it not... officially hit well, it? It, it? Well, it, yeah, right now it is. I oh, thought no, it was like yeah, 182. What's the number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, right now, at this moment in time, it is. It, it, it wasn't. As oh, yeah. it was yesterday, but at this moment in time, well, one eighty two eighty eight hit yesterday, so I think it musta. So it if it, that's the number, it did hit it yesterday. Yeah, it, hit well, it, it got above yesterday. that. It got above it. it, it got it. above that. So okay, um, so it's flirting around with the three trillion. So okay, question: I long Apple, obviously. Is this the three trillion dollars everybody's excited? Media talks about, and then they pull the rug out from under it, or do we just continue to march to two hundred? Asking you guys because I have no idea. I mean, I. Yeah, I kind of thought that yesterday, and it was a very – if that was a rug pull, it was the smallest and shortest rug pull of, ever, of anyone's life. So um, I don't know. Uh, but but it, that's certainly a, a narrative that, that, that you could spin for yourself. Uh, it was I, so I, interesting, I, too, just watching Microsoft and Apple going opposite directions in the opening bar. I was like just looking at that. If you were those up, you just got hammered. You know, unless you had it on the right way, I guess. But if you were just thinking, oh, Microsoft's that, down a buck, Apple's up a buck, I'm going to play that. Uh, it was like Paris Trader. Let's punish these guys here because you know I do look at Apple and Microsoft. They often do move together, and sometimes they do pair them up together. I did not have that one on, but holy mackerel! I mean, Apple ripped three, four dollars, three dollars right off the opening bar, and the Microsoft went the opposite direction, lost seven. So that's what I mean by random walk. There was some randomness even in the pairs. So you know, you see these types look of that. markets. Look at that! Look at that change in the bars there. Holy mackerel! Yeah, in the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah, Microsoft straight up, Apple or Microsoft straight down, Apple straight up off the hop. Google, Google got Google took the hit too. A lot of them did. I don't know. I was like everything was getting hit except Apple. It was like, okay, well, we're gonna fly into the value trade. And I guess they see Apple as tech value because and let's talk, you know, maybe that's a next segue into what really was working yesterday was the reopening trade and the value trade. The value trade was like on fire. The banks just rip roaring nonstop. You had like, and what you said, Joel, which is absolutely correct, the 2021 losers they were buying weren't the growthy names. They were buying the 2021 losers that were the value names, the ones that did not perform well. Like you said, AT&T, it had a rip roaring rally off the hop. I mean, for AT&T, 2% is a big That's move. That's a huge day, man. The big move for AT&T. Look at that candle on that thing. That was a value trade was on. Value value crap from last year. Um, also, Walgreen Boots Alliance, you know, just that we were looking at that thing on the monthly. There was some news on that, yeah. Oh, uh, oh that's right. Was well, it, someone I, got down and dirty in it, right? Bought a bunch of shares or activists. Activists. We're, we're talking about Walgreens? 
Yeah. Yeah, there was a headline or something. There's some private equity sniffing around, bank capital sniffing around. Um, uh, private equity, maybe maybe a snake acquisition, acquisition there, but uh, speculation, nothing more. So, but, but, yeah, but, so. and, and then and then if you want to look at like like on the opposite side right is like what got killed yesterday was software just every software every growthy software name from yeah. hubspot well yeah. I, not, not salesforce actually but like hubspot and like service now and like those off the top of my head like every yeah. every software stock was down yesterday it seemed like yeah, they hammered HubSpot. They hammered even Unity software, oh, yeah. which was, you know, that got hit. Like you said, Upstart was starting to get hit. There was not just buying across the board. It was a clear movement into value. And, you know, you can even see like Intel, obviously 2021 laggard. Um, they bought that yesterday. It was a big candle for it. So the value trade was on. The question is, does that continue into 2022? Or is this just a couple day thing? And we're going to eventually move back into growth. But not so far, not so good, really, for Kathy Wood. Well, yeah, she held up. I guess you know she, yeah, did she come held back up off okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she was getting hammered right off that opening bar too. So it held up, I guess. You know, but I kept thinking, you know, there's going to be maybe this, you know, Kathy Ripper on rally to start 2022. That was not the case. Yeah, we got a little bit in the afternoon. The stocks held up, and I am in some of those growthy names still too. Like I said, I sold a few of them to lighten up the trade because it wasn't working, you know, as quick as I would have liked. And, you know, I'm still sitting on a, about probably a half, I think I only sold one or two names. I still sent about a half dozen growthy names where obviously I said I sold my SE, but you know, I'm still sitting on about a half dozen of them because they didn't take out the lows. So if they take out the lows though, then I'll probably just cut bait with it and that'll be it. But we'll see, you know, so far so good on some of these names that did get hit off the bat in the opening washout, but they didn't make new lows. A lot of pausing here today. You guys, yeah, yeah well, no, 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 it's okay. It, we, we can we can let thoughts simmer oh, in the air. You're, just for a an, you're analyzing what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. See, I'm all about I, that uncomfortable silence. Gets me, man, because yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> talk, 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 talk. I fill the whole room, you know. So if there's a pause, I just keep talking. I don't so know. I, I know. I feel that. I feel that sickness. <laughs> I kind of think Spencer. I think. Are you still on vacation? Uh, wait. Hold on. Let me just. No, I, I don't think, think so. Distracted I, I I think I'm here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm here. I, I have to check, but yes, I am. You, here. you look pretty lonely. Where is everybody? Uh, yeah, there's um three people here right now. So yeah, I'm pretty lonely. Well, you got, and that's it, you know. And let's talk about you know the elephant in the room is this Omicron is everywhere. Ontario, where I'm at, shut schools down for two more weeks. Um, so they went to virtual. They're going to virtual school. For two weeks. And then obviously, um, you know, they shut down arenas. They shut down indoor dining. We went back to what they call stage two. So one stage from up from full lockdown. So we're in a partial lockdown now yeah. in Ontario for COVID. I don't think you can stop it. I mean, you know, M Mitch was saying in the pre-pre-market show, and I think I'm of the same opinion, is that this thing is coming. Um, even even uh, Doug Ford, who's the Premier of Ontario, he had said that, look, we're not trying to stop Omicron. We're just trying to slow it down. So that our healthcare system right. can keep up, right? And I think you know, uh, and New York City school has closed some schools. I mean, the states are handling it differently. The provinces are handling it differently, province to province. You know, I watched hockey game last night. You see Madison Square Garden right full, and then you know, in Canada or at least in Ontario, they're not allowing fans at all—zero fans, not even mass fans, zero fans. 
So everybody's handling this differently. And I don't know if anybody knows what the correct way to do it is. Uh, but I just think the bottom line is you're not stopping this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm at a point now where, like, I, I, I'm almost wanting my, like, loved ones, my, like, friends and family to, like, get it and then just get past it. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, we yeah. all get it. And then it's we like, all survive yeah. and we're all past it. That's, yeah, like, but the dream. Guys, it, it, you can get it again. Well, I mean, right, not, right, right. Yeah. Well, we're so, hoping I mean, there's not going to be any more variants, but obviously there's going right. to be. I mean, in all honesty, Joel, like, let's look at the ratings on the wall here. I mean, this uh, this COVID in some one form or of another is potentially going to be here forever. Correct. I mean, and it's, you know, it doesn't appear, we're two years into this bloody thing, and I don't see it going away with the very way it's changed. You know, we're on the fourth or fifth variant now. Why is there going to be? That's going to be the end. There's never going to be another variant. There's going to be another variant next week, probably. The priority is another variant. We just don't know about it yet. Or maybe we do know about it. So I just think, at, at what point do you just say, I guess we got to go about our business? I mean, yeah. you, you can't just live, you know, and this is talking from Ontario where we're in, you know, you know partial lockdown right now. I mean, the restaurant owners suffer. I, 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 when this originally happened, I was like, oh, yeah, we can lock down. You know, we can do this for a month or two. You can't do it for years, though. And I think, you know, a lot of states have realized that. And that's why they're not shutting stuff down. You know, my kids can't go to school now. You know, there's obviously some other impacts to that that, you know, aren't being considered or maybe they are being considered. I don't know, know, you know, what the correct solution is. But I just think, you know, we're continuing to run away from it. And at a certain point, you just can't run anymore. Uh, how about how about though uh, the reopening? St- I mean, just in contrast, oh, isn't that amazing? To isn't, that amazing you know? isn't that amazing? Like, yeah. even, even this morning, this morning again, I come in and I, and I check out a, out a sheer curiosity. Oh, wait a minute, they're all up again. <laughs> it is it is actually pretty pretty impressive. And you know what happens when stocks go down on what is supposed bad news? Look at Delta here. Uh, Boy, get rid of that retracement. That's not worth anything. Even flight cancel. They should cancel more flights because the more flights they cancel, the higher these airlines go. I mean, yeah. Look at this. And also, did you see Carnival Cruise yesterday? Ooh, that's looking interesting. Wow, up forty nine cents. Did that get? Did that get an upgrade or what's going on with Carnival Cruise Line? No, they're all up. Joe. No, they're, they're all, all up. Holy moly! And it's stunning, right? Uh, it, this, we are in this though. The market is saying we're getting past this, or the market is saying it at least is done with it. The market gives it, yeah, zero. Totally does not care. Does not care. And maybe that's the point where we're not going to care eventually too. But you're exactly right, Joel. The market does not care about COVID anymore, at least at this point in time. And maybe it's going to start caring. But I think until deaths start to go up, the yeah. market says screw it. We're done with it. We're buying the cruise lines. We're buying the airlines. We're buying the casinos. And I mean, and people are complaining that we're talking about the COVID thing. We're not epidemiologists. And we're not doctors, but we are traders. And it yeah, is we our can job. see what's in front of us. It is our job as traders to interpret the headlines to try to figure out what the next trade is. And the market is telling us that the reopening trade is on again. So I think on pullbacks, I think you're buying it. Just like we were saying yesterday, we said it on the show. I said, I think a reopening trade is coming. I didn't think it was coming yesterday immediately again. Just like I think Tesla was going. I thought it was going to be, you know, in a, you know, a few days, a week. But I said, you know, it's coming. Well, this reopening trade came and it's continuing. Um, so I think you're buying all the reopening stocks on pullbacks. Zoom. Look at Zoom. 
Zoom yesterday. And you don't want to own these. Peloton I mean, you don't want to own these. So, you I know, mean, we thought we might get a little lift, but the reopening trade is keeping that down. Maybe you get a relief pop. It is still oversold, but I think that relief pop needed to come start yesterday, and it didn't. I would, I, at this point in time, I like Peloton coming into 2022. At this point in time, it hasn't made new lows, so you can still, but if it starts making new lows, you got to go. So be careful on these stocks. Mm. What about, um, let's go to movers of, of this morning here. Let's talk sure. about, let's talk about Ford for a second, because Ford yeah. is a monster. Um, you know, hindsight 2020, I saw this thing, I think at like 13, uh, or 14, somewhere in that range. I don't know. Never should have done that because, uh, we're at $22 right now. Ford said this morning that they're going to boost the production of their electric F-150, the lightning, because demand is just that strong. So they're increasing their production to 150,000 trucks, uh, this year. Um, and they're going to be, uh, taking orders, uh, starting this week. I've been bullish Ford for a long time. I'm still long Ford. I'm not selling Ford. I'll just say, you know, if you've listened to the show at all, it's been, I bought it. We all bought it together when it was seven bucks. And, and we all, we sold and, it. And you guys sold. And, and I, I actually did sell a piece at 15, but I've held that a last piece for, it's got to be over a year now. Um, why, why? The stock still got a, a ridiculously low valuation. It's going to be the number one selling uh, truck, just like the F-150 is, this EV uh, Lightning. I want to buy it. I mean, there's going to be everybody that wants to buy this thing. So I just think that story is now hot. The valuation is cheap. Why get off? And when the stock's making, just like when the stock's making new lows, you got to go. And stock's making new highs, why get off? Why, why ring the register? Just broke out. Yeah. So. Just talking about the Ford too. We had talked about that uh, that pesky twenty one fifty level, and you know we talk about market, you know mechanics. It got a running start at it yesterday, right? So it didn't have you know Ford will go you know a big range, you know seventy five eighty cents. So if it closes at twenty one six or you know twenty, let's say twenty eighty, at the end of the day to take out twenty one fifty. Boom, that's near, you know, the average daily range. But that thing got a running start in it yesterday. That paper at 2150, they just gobbled that up. And now you got to, and now we've taken out 22. Whew. Right, there's got to be a trillion to sell at 22 and a half. Pre-market high, trading right at the highs of the session, 2239. Ford is one stock where you want to keep an eye on that paper, you know, where the pre-market high is. Well, we haven't even taken out 22. You can say, what the hell are you talking about? But we haven't taken out the seller 22 at New York Stock Exchange because New York's exactly. not open yet. Yep. So there is, you know, that might try to hold down the open a bit, but the volume is so high in this Look thing. Look at that, 2.2 It's 2 chewing through everything. So when you start seeing volume like this, it just starts chewing, 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 and it's just chewing through everything. And yeah, there's 238,000 shares to sell at 22. Again, if you're new to the show, you'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about because it's 2240. <laughs> But New York Stock Exchange, uh, the orders that are on there set that aren't set for pre-market, we can see them by subscribing to the NYC Open Book. And there is 238,000 to sell at 22. But the thing's already done 2.2 mil. So 238,000 is like a drop in the bucket. So it's nothing. So that's why it's just chewing through that too. I mean, if it was a normal day, it'd be like, oh, you know, it's going to struggle there. But the volume's so high on this thing, it's just chewing through everything. So you're right. 2250, 70,000. You get up to 2275 There's some more. I mean, there's going to be some size in the book, but... This thing has got some gas. It's got some story. Um, it's it's hard to be bearish for it right now. 
Uh, let's move on to some other movers, and we already kind of mentioned one of them at the top, which is SE, uh, one of your biggest losers of the morning. The news is that Tencent is uh, selling 14.5 million shares. It's about a $3.1 <laughs> billion stake. They're selling in the range of 208 to $212. Uh, so a lot of shares coming into the market, and uh, SE is down to 208 right now. So the, This... Um... You know, tense and sound. Usually, I would say, you know, let's see what it does at 201. That's the low of the move, needs to hold that level. It, it's the kind of stock that tried to bounce, like it got hit hard. It tried to bounce early. It got the rug pulled out from under. It tried to bounce in the afternoon. Now they pull the rug out from under it again. Um, I think you got to hold that 201. It's critical because this is a nosebleed valuation stock too. And it looks like the value trade is at least in the short term still trying to continue here. I didn't like, again, going back to what I was saying last week, you know, and I'll admit when I was wrong and I admit when I'm wrong by taking losses on stuff. And you could just kind of feel on some of these growthy names that even though they bounced in the afternoon, that early rug pull was pretty significant, and you could see really the value trade still coming on here. And it's like I'm not a hundred percent, you know. And obviously, we can use ARKK as a great indicator for growth, and it did hold up yesterday, and it is trading up slightly in the pre-market, but it's lagging here again. I think at this point in time, if you're sitting a lot of growth names, they haven't really went down, but I'd be more cautious. This doesn't look like they're just grabbing the growth names and running with them. So this is obviously getting hit because of Tencent. So if we were in this growthy, growthy, buy growth environment, I would be buying this pullback on SE, but I don't know if we're going into that. It doesn't appear that we're going into that. And that's why I'm going to lay off on this pullback on SE right now. When we were talking about uh, these stocks, when you were like setting up the, you know, the, the trades, uh, you know, I pointed out, it's like, you look at the monthly there, right? And okay, yeah, this thing went from 50 to what, 375. But, you know, it's just, when it's, you see the monthlies just sitting there and not getting away from a major level, I mean, this thing loses 200. I mean, you know, there's a lot of air down to 150. And then from what, I mean, who knows how low it's going to go. But, I mean, these things turn. Look how many up months in a row you had in SC going back to mid-2020 through uh, 2021. You took a little bit of a pause. But, Think about stocks and futures or whatever you're trading. Like there's what, 14, 16 months of gains in there? It doesn't take 14 or 16 months to take those gains out, right? It can, it can happen, you know, and look at that. Uh, look at all those months of gains. Well, Zoom's going down a little bit more begrudgingly. But keep an eye on those monthly lows if you're, you know, if you're trying to pick bottoms in this stuff and then, it takes out the monthly low. Use that level not only as a long, but as a place to maybe reverse and try it on the short side. And Dennis, you talked about that with some of the the trades that you were looking at. You're like, yeah, I, yeah, I've been looking to buy. I've been looking to buy, but maybe the trade was, you know, to be on the other side. Yeah, and you can be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. You know, we're wrong all the saying, time. People always say, our I chat flip. points it out all the time my how wrong we are. Is to flip my opinion. And That's quickly, when I realize I'm on the wrong side of the trade, I haven't entirely flipped on this growth. It's still to be determined. That's why I still got a few of them on, but it's not looking good, folks. So, you know, and like, and some people say, you know, they're going to follow, you know, your ideas. And I haven't really given, you know, I gave a list of names. So, you know, I'm saying I'm cautious on this because what I was seeing for information coming in is not materializing in the first day as well as it should have. And that makes me cautious. The value names, 
are working, the beaten down value names, but they did not buy the growth names like they should have yesterday, which makes me think that that selling might still continue. And if we go into a 2022 where value still trumps all, all these Kathy names start getting hammered again. So you got to be careful, you know, and they haven't made new lows, so it's okay um, still to hold on. But they start making new lows, you got to go. Uh, I had uh, Sean on on Friday on Pre Market Prep Plus, and you know he's a guy that just loves you know to buy you know the dip and buy stuff. And he was thinking, you know, maybe maybe it's going to be February. Maybe there's going to be a different script for these stocks. But he was like, he was sitting on cash, and he had stocks that he liked. He liked at certain levels, but he was like, man, it just that they feel heavy. You know, in the continuation. So everyone's looking for the January. Maybe they, you know, for the stocks are out. Maybe they pound them another month and then and then turn them around. But um, once again, I mean, the the S and P's are holding up. The I the IWM's holding up a little bit. You know, you had the the value tech holding up. Apple makes a new all time high. It's really a tale of two markets. And it's been a tale of two markets. It's been a tale of two markets for 10 months when growth all topped out back in February and they started hammering everything, nosebleed valuations and started buying stuff that was cheaper. I mean, there's, there's no doubt, you know, even you can say Ford and GM, but I mean, these stocks, you know, especially Ford, you know, it's went up 100% last year, whatever it went up for the main reason that the valuation was just low and people are looking more to value right now. And that was very, very apparent yesterday. I'm not sure it continues. It might change, and then we'll get long, and we'll get bullish these growth names. But the tape yesterday told me that if I'm sitting with too much growth, I'm on the wrong side of the trade. Banks. Look at Bank America. That was a classic value. Classic value. And classic, you know, these are the stocks we were talking about, too. I mean, I've said on the show Citigroup, it was $58, $59, $60. probably said at 63 61 60 And I'm like, stock's cheap. <laughs> The stock, you're going into a rising interest rate environment, which should be good for banks. So if you just take off the day trading hat and just look at you know what you're going into, if you're going into rising rates, and we'll say it again, and it does appear that rates are going to continue to rise because we've got to fight inflation, you want to own banks. You want to own value. You don't want to own those nosebleed valuation stocks that are making future earnings because those future earnings are worth so much less in a higher interest rate environment and a higher inflationary environment. So has that changed? You know, to even even to uh, Tuttle's, you know, when he was on the show, you know, when we were talking you know, with him about two weeks ago, he obviously runs a SARC ETF. Um, but, you know, he was saying, you know, is the Fed all of a sudden bringing back the punch bowl? Is that coming back? No, it's not. You know, at least not in the time soon, unless inflation suddenly gets in check on its own, which probably isn't happening. So you start analyzing all of those factors and you're like, OK, well, what's going to work? If we're in a rising interest rate environment, well, the obvious one is the banks. And the banks had a great day yesterday. The the other side of this is, uh, like, I'm looking at this from, like, the ETF side. Because, you know, you, you, you hear Dennis say, oh, value is outperformed growth. And, like, that's that's probably true. But if you only look at it in terms of ETFs, you wouldn't know it. Because some a lot of these ETFs, are um, their performance is disguised by the fact that, um their top holdings are the names that we all know and love, right? Uh, like Apple and Microsoft. So, for example, uh, I out of curiosity today, I was like, "Oh, all right." Dennis is saying we've, you know, we've been in a, uh, you know, Dennis said this morning we've been in a value market for almost a year, right? Uh, well, let, out of curiosity, let me just see what the, what the two Vanguard, sure. the, what the Vanguard growth and the Vanguard value ETFs have to say about that. 
and I, I went um I went I went to the start of last year and this is what I found right the the purple line is the growth the um the the candles are the uh the uh value and the growth ETF it has outperformed but what is in that it's, yeah it's, it's just not a good indicator it's not that cuz breakdown what is it what is in that I'll tell you the breakdown is is almost 22% of Apple and Microsoft and then you got another 6% of Amazon on top of that so we're That's talking- in the growth uh, yes, that's in the growth. So yeah, exactly. Talking, so that's talking, not growth. That's value. So, so the name so on this is wrong. basically talking 30, <laughs> 33% Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's not a great indicator. So you, you got to go under the hood. Uh, so looking at what's in the name, like, like wow. looking, at, looking at the name is not always going to tell you, you know, uh, what's underneath. So um, I just wanted to make that. They need to do a little rebalance in there, huh? It, I mean, the you've got to watch these ETFs, though. They're doing their own thing. So the best, yeah. and I'm going to say it again. If you want to know value versus growth, you go Warren versus Kathy. <laughs> it's the best fight. It's the best indicator. Yeah. Berkshire Hathaway knew all-time highs today. He's all value. He's all valuation. He doesn't buy, buy nosebleed stuff. And obviously, Kathy doesn't buy anything value. She says it's a bubble in value. Maybe there is a short-term bubble in value. She might be right, but I don't think there's a long-term bubble in value. Um, you know, and so you can look ARKK versus BRK.B. That is your best indicator for growth versus value, in and, my and, opinion. And anyway, my, my, my point in saying this was just saying, like, this is the downside because Joel, Joel mentioned re, uh, rebalancing. This right here is the downside of market cap weighted stuff is that they're they're at the mercy of the market caps, right? <laughs> they, they're at the mercy of these things as they grow or as or as they as they shrink. Um, so, uh, maybe look at equal weighting is, is a solution there, but, um, okay. Uh, we're going to have Craig Johnson on in a couple of minutes. Uh, and then just before we get to him, I wanted to mention that we have a lot of ratings this morning, a lot of ratings, uh, some interesting ones yesterday. Recall we had, um, uh, McDonald's was the big upgrade, uh, from Piper Sandler. Um, but today we've got interestingly Foot Locker going one way on a rating and Under Armour going the other way on a different rating uh under armor got a, uh, got an upgrade from baird to buy footlocker got a downgrade from jp morgan to their version of a sell um those are just two of the i don't know 50 or 60 ratings i'm seeing this morning is a lot yeah. and there's a lot more coming this day and i track all this stuff because i trade ratings this Tuesday, the second day of the trading year, is one of the biggest ratings days of the year, if not the biggest. The reason for that is everyone has been off on holidays. So we know last week is one of the slowest ratings weeks. This week is one of the biggest because every analyst wants to get out their 2022 picks. So they come back from their vacation. They're doing their homework Sunday night, Monday, all day Monday. And then they're getting the reports out there Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon. So I would expect a lot of reports tonight as well. These are huge ratings days. So um, expect a lot more ratings coming tonight too. They do move stocks, especially when there's not you know, the macro headlines. We always say when the market's ripping and the VIX is over 30, ratings don't matter as much. Well, we're not in that market environment. Right now we're in a VIX 16. Ratings matter. Ratings will move stocks. There's a ton of them. Go to your Benzinga Pro. You subscribe to your Benzinga Pro. You can get them all. They're sitting right there if you, you want to show see, them to us. There's a bazillion already. Look at this, that. This is just today. This is just, this is just one day. There's a lot for one day. And it's in the day. How, 
How did we get Craig Johnson on today? That guy's probably worked all night, all weekend. He's probably going to be at the office until 6 in the morning, and he comes on Benzinga's pre-market prep show. Well, let's add him. Thank you very much, folks. One email, boom. Let's get him on. Craig Johnson's the managing director, also the chief market strategy uh, technician at Piper Sandler, joining us now on the show. Craig, uh, happy new year, man. Happy new year. How are you guys? Good. Did you work through the night uh, helping helping your, helping your team on all these? Did you sleep on the couch back there uh, last night? We, uh, we we have taken some naps on the couch in the past, but uh, <laughs> it was not last night. We've got a very uh, terrific team that uh, is uh, helping us put all this product out. But, you know, Dennis, I got to give you one other piece of information as to why we're getting all these rating changes right now. Yeah. If you're an institutional analyst and you downgrade stocks right before the end of the year. Yeah. And the stock is up a lot and you ding that stock and you push it down five, 10 percent. You're not going to have any friends. Right. <laughs> right. So if, if you're if you're an analyst, you're probably going to push out any sort of rating changes in any meaningful way. Especially a bearish year. one. Correct. Correct. I mean, an upgrade, that's not a problem. But a downgrade, you, you that's just kind of like uh, 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 a way to lose an institutional vote. Well, wait, Craig, can I ask why? Like, what, why? What difference does two days make? Well, the difference is it depends if your performance for that particular portfolio manager is uh, measured uh, at year end or, or where a lot of them are measured. And so all of a sudden, you've got a stock that's been a big winner. You downgrade it. You push your stock down 5 to 10%. You know, there's probably going to be some negative consequences to uh, the portfolio manager's performance, obviously, uh, especially if it's a decent-sized position. And that performance will probably have a direct consequence to how they're paid. Yeah, that's true. So we're all right, we're seeing some upgrades, but we're seeing some upgrades yeah. this week too. So it's going both ways. Right. So I mean, that's just the honest opinion or viewpoint yeah. from somebody I think you're who's, right. who's been doing this for twenty plus years. <clears throat> so where was your target for the S and P for two thousand twenty one? And I'm sure you might have had to adjust it up, you know, once or twice and. Where are you for 2022? Right. So uh, same methodology, Joel, as we've done before, which is uh, we do a bottoms up point and figure based uh, methodology. And when we came into 2021, we were at 42.25. We then in May bumped it up to 46.25 and uh, we missed our objective. Uh, We were too low by about 3%. And when you get into the November, December timeframe, I mean, is there really any point to adjust a year-end price objective uh, for 20 trading days? The answer is probably no. So you're better off just rolling out to the next year's numbers, and that's exactly what we did. And we laid out a number of 5150 for 2022. So you guys are about my age. Any idea what 5150 was? Mm. Come on, one of the best Van Halen albums out there. 5150. Come on. Are you sure? Van, Van Halen? What was on that album, Craig? Because I'm a big Van Halen fan. You had Dreams. You had uh, um, you had Dreams on there was one of the bigger songs you had on there. So that huh. was one of the bigger songs you had out there. And uh, What's your was, favorite Van Halen song? Oh, Jump. It's got to be, right? I mean, I'm a kid of the 80s, you know, <laughs> when I went to high school and everything else. So that uh, would be Great one song. of them. Great song. Yeah. What about the rotation going on? You know, the that, the growth trade. What about the growth trade? Where is it? Is it going to show? Is it going to be sneaky? Is it going to be February and March or not at all? 
I I would stick with the I would stick with the growth trade, but I don't think you have to go to the uh, call it the long duration type names. Those are a lot of the SaaS names at this point in time. I think interest rates will probably continue to keep creeping their way higher. We established an objective out there of uh, 175 to 2% for next year. And I just think you're going to see these rates sort of just push up. And as you do, it's probably going to be a little bit of a headwind for some of that, again, long duration, expensive tech names. And I would rather continue to play in the semiconductor name. So in terms of the rotation you're seeing out there versus growth versus value, I think you got to use the word quality growth at this point in time. And I think is where we ultimately need to be. And where I'm at right now is I think growth is still going to be the place to be in in my, in my viewpoint at this point, because I don't see rates really moving that materially higher from where we're at right now. And the banks will work here for a little bit, but I think the rotation will be back toward growth. So wait, well, I just want, I just want growth on. names, Craig. Well, hold on. Wait, Craig just said quality. Quality is a, yeah. is a, is a loaded word. I, <laughs> I, no, no, no. Craig is, Craig is referring to like the, the fat, the quality factor, right? That's what you're Correct. referring to. Okay. Quality factor. So you can put Microsoft, you can put Apple, you can put these kind of names into that sort of more quality growth uh, bucket. And these are not stocks that are like, trading at 20, 30, 40 times revenues, like they have real earnings. So if you just go back and you look at these stocks that have got real earnings that are still in technology in the growth side of things, that's where I think you're going to find decent returns for this year. And then let me come back to your question, Joel, where I'm positioned right now is I'm positioned to be overweight tech. I'm also overweight energy at this point in time, as I continue to think there are decent things uh, happening with those stocks at this point. And I still think that um, as we progress through the remainder of the year, we should also think about being underweight utilities and we should be underweight the consumer staples. I think that little flash in the pan move into the year end last year. Again, I heard it from a lot of institutions. Craig, I don't want to lose my performance going into year end. It's important to me. And a lot of them neutralized some of their consumer staples Great positions. Point. And as they neutralized their positions, guess what? They had to buy Hormel. They had to buy Procter and Gamble's. They had to buy those kind of names. And with the size of the funds that are out there, they're going to move these stocks. And so I think some of that kind of neutralization trade will come off this week. And as it does, look for the staples to probably be a little bit underwater. And also, I don't see a big turnaround yet for biotech. And I don't see a big turnaround yet for the healthcare stocks. Uh, Craig, do you have any uh, charts to show us, Handy? Yeah. Out of curiosity. Let's talk about a couple things that I had. uh, Let me find here. Share. This is always one of the one of our favorite parts of uh, having Craig on the show is is his 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 ridiculous charts. Ridiculous in in a great way. Um, Yep. All right. What do you guys see right now? Do you see the screen? um, I I just see like our streaming software. So I just just changed the. Yeah. We're all trying to focus on those numbers on that whiteboard there. That's where the secrets are. I can see a chart back there, and I'm like really looking at it, trying to zoom in right now and get Craig's real good. Oh, look, he took there. it off. Yep. No, 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 no. It's all good. Uh, give me one second here. This thing is – hang on. I got the spinning wheel. Oh, Microsoft. Yep. Let me just uh... – Just as we were saying good things about Microsoft. There That's we go. Yeah, let's do this. Take a look at the chart of Twitter, right? Okay, sure. This I mean, 
this is clearly in a downtrend. This is still in the short category for me. We called this one out this morning in the short category. Really? Also, take a look at a chart of um, take a look at the chart of Medtronic again, a sector we're underweight. But look at the chart here. I mean, this is just a little bit of a relief rally from right here to here. Maybe it goes a little bit higher, but you know, at most, you maybe fill this gap back toward 111. But you're still in a pretty well-defined downtrend. And then also from a ratings perspective. I mean, our uh, analysts downgraded the shares of Medtronic today, too. So not only do we not like it technically, they don't like it fundamentally either. Yeah. Craig, Craig I, out of curiosity, like how, how often are you like in sync like that with 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 the analysts at your firm? Um, it, it happens and it's, yeah. it's OK that if it if it is. Will they ask you like because maybe they follow the fundamentals, you follow the technicals. Will they come, you know, here with you know, we got a fundamental, you know, but we don't like the stock. What do you think of it technically? Will they come to you for the timing of that? Sometimes they do. I would say the better analysts definitely come to us and um, want to have the conversations about what do you think of the chart? Where do you think support resistance comes into play? Um, definitely. Definitely. Right. Okay, so we're back to the note here. So, yep. so yeah. So, so take a look at uh, a couple other pieces that I also called out. Take a look at, um, you know, this is one interesting one out here in the pharmaceutical secondary side, you know, Harmony Biosciences, H-R-M-Y. I called this out this morning, and you're just in the process of, you know, starting to move above that uh, uh, resistance level. And it looks like you got to trade back toward 5150. That was coincidental, by the way. But, you know. Okay, sure. And then um, other things that we had called out from so for uh, an actionable uh, side of things, of course, we called out the Medtronic that I've got coming up right here. That's what the chart looks like to us. And look where you are in the big long-term side of things, too. You're just about to roll over and sort of break that uptrend, too. And look at the relative strength, how poor it is, and, and, uh, and some of the insider selling that's been happening, too. And then in terms of actionable ideas... We always put some trading ideas out there for the desk. I think this Huntsman's kind of interesting, broken out of kind of a bullish flag formation. And I think if we're going to get any sort of, if you get a little bit of a pickup in a move towards some of the industrials, Huntsman looks pretty interesting. I thought Mosaic looked pretty interesting too, bouncing off the uptrend support line. Hmm. Um, this uh, Novavax, you know, this is a descending triangle. You got really important support coming into play right through here. And we're watching that very, very carefully. And um, also this uh, Wiley, John and Sons is kind of an interesting downtrend reversal. Again, not in a very popular area of the market right now, but nonetheless is uh, looking more constructive. And then I called out Twitter as a negative too. I don't understand how they just. It, they it looks to me people. like, and I don't follow those companies that closely, but you know, just looking quickly here, it looks to me like you still kind of are, are looking more to the value stocks as opposed to you know the, the nosebleed growth names too, just like you were saying. But you know, some of these industrials are are more value plays. So are you still thinking this value trade continues to show strength in 2022? Well, it kind of fits more into a little bit more of the quality bucket where you've got right. companies that have got earnings. Yeah, and, and that's where we're seeing some of those uh, performance numbers looking a little bit stronger from our perspective. I'm not a fan of uh, some of these stocks that have been trading at 20, 30, 40 times. And I think, let me just back up to kind of a higher level and just say this, since I've got a picture of the S&P 500 up, I think the key to 2022 is it's all going to be about watching the trend in earnings revisions. Because I do think throughout this year, 
you know, we're looking for upside to that 5150. We're talking about upside that's kind of in the high single digit range. I would fully expect for this year to see the multiple on this market sort of contract as earnings continue to keep growing up into it. There's clear that the economy has been slowed down by the bottleneck of goods coming into the U.S. from Asia. And I think as those goods arrive, uh, you're going to see the, the earnings numbers continue to pick up whether it's automobiles, whether it's electronics, whether it's semiconductors, you name it. But right now we're trading at about 21 times 22 earnings. And I would not be surprised to see that trade below a 20 multiple, but the market's higher as earnings have grown up into the valuation argument. Does that make sense? Yeah. What, what about the... Go ahead, Triple I was going to say, what about the reopening trade? What are your thoughts here? We saw a pretty good first day to 2022. I'm going to throw you under the bus and try to put on your doctor epidemiologist hat. Are we going into, you know, the great reopening, which was supposed to happen last year, kind of tried to happen, and then it fizzled out. Are we going to have this, you know, roaring 20s, great reopening of 2022? I would say that. A lot of people at this point in time, you think about the the coronavirus, it's a, it's a cold, okay? And I'm not here to dismiss anybody that's passed away or anything else, but it's spreading so quickly that I would imagine that everybody's gonna be uh, coming down with this uh, uh, coronavirus in the next 30 to 60 days, and it's just gonna cycle through everything. So some of these stocks like Delta Airlines, despite all the cancellations and the cancellation I had on Saturday, coming back to Minnesota. Uh, I don't think these stocks are rolling over. I think people are looking through the current surge and looking at what springtime is going to look like and going into the summer months as the virus looks like it could be on a path to burn itself out pretty quickly. So these reopening names could work. I can't believe how uh, the CDC and other places threw all of the cruise lines all under the bus. Yeah, and yeah, and in spite of that, here we are, right? I mean, the stocks are going up, so I, I, I thought that as well. Completely. So all the negative news out there, these things are working. I think, I think the beautiful part about charts is, is that we can ignore all the rhetoric from the left, all the rhetoric from the right, and we can just sit here and focus on price. And at the end of the day, price is our truth. Price is going up. We're going to be buying this. If price is rolling over and fading and losing momentum, we're going to be stepping out of it. And you look at these reopening trade names, just some of the basic ones here, and they all look like they want to continue to start to turn higher in here. Craig Johnson is a managing director and also the chief market technician at Piper Sandler. Craig, it is always a pleasure. Uh, great to have you on as always. We'll have you back on later in the year. Thank you. Anytime, guys. Thanks, all right. Have a good one. Uh, Craig is awesome. We love. Yeah, that. he's good. He knows. He's so uh, pre prepared. He knows yeah. the and, stuff. Yep. I just want to uh, thank my buddy uh, Opie, who's uh, brought us uh, Gene Munster and several other uh, Piper analysts, and Craig Johnson. And uh, through the years, we've gotten uh, a few good calls off those guys. Um, we're still we're holding above forty eight hundred, folks. Uh, up fourteen and three count quarters handles. The IWM's trading in the green here, so. Mm -hmm. Looks like we're off to a good start this morning. And let's do some ticket time. If you have any questions, any tickers, drop them in the chat. We will take a look. Let me very quickly run through, because uh, I mentioned the plethora of ratings this morning. I'm just going to run through a couple other ones. So uh, Wedbush has a note on some retailers this morning. So Skechers, they upgraded the Real Real ticker, R-E-A-L. They upgraded that as well. 
Um, there is a, a Coke upgrade from Guggenheim to buy, some solar upgrade upgrades, a first solar and sun power. Got an upgrade from Raymond James, uh, sun power to outperform first solar just to neutral. Um, I mentioned the Under Armour upgrade already. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, all right. Down, let's go to downgrades. Oh, wow. Downgrades. Pinterest downgrade at Guggenheim to neutral. Oh, thank you. Uh, and any Wait downgrade? Any downgrades to sell? Yes. Goldman Sachs on on some uh, financial services. Goldman Sachs downgrading Nasdaq and T Rowe price to sell. Um, and then I mentioned the Foot Locker downgrade at JP Morgan to under to their version of a sell. So a lot of ratings to go over today. Um, okay. Again. Uh, Remember, you know, in some cases, you know, it's it's good to go with the ratings. In a lot of cases, it's good to fade them as well. You know, you're sure. looking at different themes. Like the Coke comes in. I'm like, you're upgrading this now. Coke just ran. And we just had Craig on saying he'd be concerned with the consumer staples. I'm sure he'd probably throw Coke in that category here. Um, it's run. And, you know, a lot of institutional money, to Craig's point, may have been hiding in something like this towards the end of the year to lock in their performance. But we've run in, in a month on Coke. We were up 15%. I mean, this is, you know, yeah, you can say it's a little bit of a reopening trade. Maybe if we're all going to the bars, we're going to drink more Coke. Uh, but, you know, Pepsi's more of a of the stock tone over Coke if you're banking on that. I just think you're late to the party. It's run up quite a bit more than Coke really moves. I mean, how often do you see a 15% move, Joel, in Coke Never. in a month? So you're way late to the party here. This is one I would actually fade. I think you're probably going to run into some size problems at 60 as well. If we go in, you know, and this market rolls over again, defense plays. But if we start to, you know, continue to march higher in the S&P, I'd imagine Coke gives you trouble. I'm just looking at the book. 422,000 shares for sale at 60. So it is significant. Even before that, I see some size of 49 or 59 and a half um, at 82,000 shares, which, you know, could hold down the opening price to a certain extent. I think you're running into trouble up in the upper 59s, big time, big time. Old time high. What's the old time high? This was uh, made uh, just before uh, 6013, old time high. That was back in February of 20 uh, before the market uh, took a hit. Just speaking of, you know, upgrades and stuff, you know what kickstarted this whole AT&T move on this day right here? Morgan Stanley. This is This is the Morgan Stanley rally on this one. Hmm. That was on. I guarantee you, you can look on this day. They uh, upgraded the stock December sixteenth. So maybe that's uh, could check that in the ratings, and it just took off. Boom, had a little double top, and then I think, and then someone else hopped on the bandwagon afterwards. So with these ratings, Dennis is right. You know, you're going to know pretty quick if you're like if you're trying to fade the upgrade or fade the downgrade usually usually find out pretty quickly whether the because some of these institutions they'll take that and they're like hey i'm going to town on this one all right let's do some tickers from the chat i'm looking for names we don't normally discuss or charts that that look interesting what about um what about cigna ci we don't talk about this one very often wow this is is from spielbar and i hope i got that right Spielbar. what do you do i don't know dennis oh it's it's run so far I mean, healthcare, I, I and, and 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 it's an impressive move. I mean, you know, one ninety one to two thirty six. I mean, you're talking about what that twenty percent move here in a month as well. I think you're ringing the register. I think you're ringing the register on this move. I mean, I don't know where it tops out. You know, maybe it continues here. I probably would have been ringing the register ten points ago, but 
I just can't see buying it now, especially. It depends the type of market we're going to go into, too, and we're still trying to figure that out to a certain extent. And, yes, this is kind of a value name, so maybe it fits that bill, and maybe you just hold on to it, but it's a big move. It's it's It feels like I missed the, the trade on this one, so I'm not buying now. Uh, you're getting halfway back of this move here, uh, right at the 232 area. So let's, you know, a big month. Last month, let's just hold in there. The next monthly high, if you're looking for another target, your July uh, 2020 high was 239.14. But Cigna is no UNH. Have you seen this thing lately, Dennis? This has crept into the top components. Took a little bit hit yesterday. But there's your winner in healthcare, United Health Group. Uh, made had it like a six, seven day run. A little bit of a pullback in yesterday. This trade's been on, you know, and the and and driven somewhat. You probably buy, you know, the coronavirus as well. So I think I, I feel like I'm late to the party here. If I feel like I'm coming and buying UNH now, it's like where were you a hundred points ago? So I just can't jump in here now. Maybe the trend trends your friend absolutely. So maybe you're just raising up your stops if you're already in it. But I feel like I need a pullback here to start coming in and, and starting a position on this thing. I don't want to be the last person. Right. In. I, I think I know what you're going to say, but I would, uh, someone asked about Viacom here. And every time we look at Viacom, it's always the same story. But it, and it always goes lower. Right. Well, but it's actually got <laughs> well, a big day yesterday. Right. I know. That's why I bring it up. Value. <laughs> the value beaten down. So what happened? You know, and we had half of it right, saying the 2021 losers could turn out to be the big winners. You know, and so far in 2022, that has worked for value, not for growth. So the value names like VIAC were getting a lift. And again, you know, I don't know if that continues or not. It's still in an ugly downtrend, but you know, 2.95 percent dividend isn't nothing. The valuation is low. P is low. Company makes money. If we're going to a rising interest rate environment, cash now matters, meaning that if they're making money right now, they like those companies more. So I think on a pullbacks, maybe you're looking at it, but there's a lot easier trades out there. Yeah, Discovery had a nice pop yesterday too. I mean, look at the the the, the changes in that that bar, you know, that first bar from yesterday. I mean, like this thing, they just boom. They could care less what the S and P's were doing. Bid, 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 bid it up. Good day. Who else do we group with this? We uh, Viacom, Discovery, and then Fox. Fox A is the other. They're yeah, all that doesn't yeah. move as much. Well, they're all no, there, no, none of them move that much. But yeah, yeah, uh, there we go. Yeah, and then um, I think that would be it probably. What about – oh, wait. I just had one. Oh, yeah. What about Joaquin Martin, LMT? Uh, I had it for a while. Yeah. And I wish I still had it actually. It's the kind of name that I think I would be buying on pullback. So I don't have it now. I think I would be buying this one on pullback. So for the simple reason, this is a value, uh, more of a value trade. It fits the bill if we're thinking we're moving away from this growthy, 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 you know, 2022. Uh, I think a Lockheed Martin could perform. Uh, yeah this was boy it had the earnings the earnings puke and then you know went down put your double bomb at 325 uh big gappy area in here um will it fill the gap immediately before the next earnings point i can't tell you 57.83 but if you're pick trying to pick a level between that and 74.61 as far as a long exit, I think you just kind of you know if it makes a bottom early in the day, just look at your average daily range. But uh, uh, nice nice move off that uh, November low at three and a quarter. We'll do one or two more here. I'm trying to find ones that like don't cleanly fit into a value growth bucket, but it is difficult because a lot of them a lot of them do. Uh, 
some people talking about Best Buy on the weekly. I know, yeah. Yeah. Joel mentioned this one yesterday. Uh, right, right. I like Best Buy down here. It was you. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I, I think it's a, it's moved up a little bit. We 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 talked about this one last week. It was ninety nine. Now it's one hundred two. It's continuing to move up. I think you know you get a dip here. I think hundred becomes support here now. I like it. Uh, this one um, they had a good report, but they they kind of lowered guidance a little bit. So you know lower the bar, so it's easy to high jump over it. So that's what I'm not sure when they report. Uh, Dick Sporting Goods fell into that same category, right? Uh, Good report, lowered X, but this one's the one that's actually moved. Look at that uh, that number, uh, one hundred now moving up. What one? What, what was the high here? This would be. I don't even need my retracement tool on this one. One forty three, so twenty one and a half. I mean, one twenty one and a half. One twenty two could be a target. Um, when do we? Uh, when do we start? Uh, I knew. Season? I knew you were going to ask that. Okay. So I went ahead and I was like, I'm curious when the banks report next week. I'm sorry. Yeah, wait. Well, what day is the 14th? Is wow. The 14th is next week. Next, the end of next Ooh, week. Time flies. Is, is I got to hop, guys. Uh, I'll, I'll check in with you later on. All right. Next week is, is the unofficial start of the earnings season with the banks and Delta Airlines. So the back half of next week. Hey, we're already in earnings season. It'll be fun. Um, all right. That being said, it is 9 o'clock, so let's wrap it up here. Uh, we'll catch Joel later. Dennis, have a good rest of your day, man. We'll catch you tomorrow. I want to remind you all, uh, here's an easy way to support us. Just hit the like. The easiest way. You can support us. Uh, We do our best to put as much um, uh, quality uh, content and energy into the show as we can. And um, obviously, it's free. So um, support us with the like. We we really would appreciate that. Uh, Thanks to our guest today, um, Craig Johnson. Uh, As always, thanks to all of you in our chats. We've got live trading coming up next as per usual uh, Ryan, Zunaid, Mitch, starting at 9.05 or so. Uh, the stream will end and redirect uh, to that stream, so you don't even have to do anything. It'll just be right there. Um, let me check and make sure I got everything that I wanted to say out of the way. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, check out Benzinga Pro, guys, by the way. Um, we mentioned it. I brought. I bring it up on the screen all like, you know, whenever I can. There it is right there. Pro.Benzinga.com. Get a free two-week trial. Free two-week trial for everybody. That's that's it. Try it out. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Try it out. Seriously, pro.benzinga.com. Check it out. This is what it looks like. Uh, real-time news, research, data tools, scanners, movers, that sort of thing. I use it every single day. It's the first thing I check when I get in. Not even kidding. This tool right here, it's up on the screen, is the first thing I check every single day. What is up? What is down? Anyway, that's Benzinga Pro. And this has been Pre-Market Prep. So everyone have a great rest of your day. And I'll catch you guys over on Benzinga Live.